And now, right to your hosts of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. Down the Garden Path, where each week we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down to Earth Landscape Design, and with me across Zoom once again is my co-host Matthew Dressing. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Joanne, and good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right. And as we quickly work our way through November, oh my goodness, time is just flying, isn't it? Uh, We're looking at a very popular group of plants, air plants, which we've never discussed on the show before. Um, So this evening on the show, we're joined by David Lynn, owner of Dave's Air Plant Corner here in the GTA, Greater Toronto Area, for those of us not in Ontario. Um, We (laughs) learn how to grow and care for this interesting and wonderful group of houseplants. So if you have a question or a story about your air plants to share with David, we would love for you to join the conversation. Please send your questions to instudio101 at gmail.com. That's right. And a little bit about David before we welcome him to the show. David has been growing Tillandsia for more than seven years. And as soon as he started collecting them, he was David's goal is to share these amazing plants with more people through his online shop, Dave's Air Plant Corner. And hopefully everyone can take a a breather from their busy life and admire the unique beauty characters of air plants. So welcome to the show, David. Hi, everyone. And hello, Joanne and Matthew. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, so why don't we start off, why don't you tell us um, a little bit about why you think air plants are so cool? Um, yeah, that's great question. I think the first time I saw them, I was, you know, very surprised that such thing existed. And I think even till this day, a lot of people don't know about them. So um, I think they're fascinating because how they just don't need soil to grow. And they don't need to be potted. No, they don't need to be root bound or anything. So you can literally, you know, grow or display display them anywhere, and um, you can hang them with wires or ropes. You know, you know, you can find any fun containers for them without worrying about drainage. Um, mount them on walls using driftwood and bark pieces. You know, so the possibilities are pretty endless. So they're very wow. versatile plants to grow and collect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dra- think of how much drainage, just having not have to worry about drainage takes a whole other, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. So before we get into, you know, the depth of the care and some of the cool things that you can, we can do with them, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, more about uh, Dave's Air Plant Corner? How can our listeners connect and, uh, you know, interact with your shop? Sure. Um, so it's, 
interesting story how I started the whole thing. I mean, I started growing succulents first when I um, I was like in charge of one of my friend's wedding favors, and <laughs> yeah, and and I, I thought me me and her sister thought it would be cool to use succulents. And um, so started from there, we got a few IKEA um, succulents. And then, you know, just when I was shopping for the succulents, I saw some air plants and I, I swear I thought it was fake plants. And then I had to Google it and <laughs> realize they're not fake and, you know, not a gimmicky thing. So, yeah, it was, um, you know, just obsession very quickly <laughs> from there and, you know, just realizing how many there are. And it's pretty exciting. Um, so, so I started a airplane corner, um, you know, have a website now and, um, I am pretty active on Instagram. So that would probably be the best place to find me and, and talk to me about your plans. And I like to share care tips or, you know, display ideas. And I also share other people's, you know, ideas from all over the world, how they grow their airplanes and stuff like that. And, um. Yeah, the the whole website, um, davesareplanecorner.com, is where you can see what you know we offer, and um, we have ninety plus species of air plants right now. And, ninety, wow! Uh, yeah, ninety different different kinds and like hybrids as well. Yeah, so wow. mm-hmm. that's amazing. So davidsairplantcorner.com, uh, and our listeners are especially our Canadian listeners because um, you don't ship to the u.s uh i do actually oh, yeah there you yeah. go so canada and the states i both do ship but not internationally beyond that for now yeah okay well, you, probably because there's no soil right yes that is right mm-hmm. oh very so cool less that's... of a problem mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that's great to know so our u.s listeners you can um you know order it from from here so that is excellent to know mm-hmm. now do you propagate like are you sourcing them or are you propagating them yourself yeah i do grow them myself and propagate from pups uh i haven't really had much experience from growing from seed and you know because i do everything from home and i mean in the future i do want to have like a you know greenhouse where i can do some more seed growing and that would be awesome but yes i do source them uh yeah from a few few uh there's a canadian one and a u.s one as well Mm -hmm. okay that's good so that's good because you then you find the reputable sources right yes yeah and i make sure you know what they come in healthy and they you know acclimate and um ready to be on another journey before i ship them again yeah but they're they, they do really great in boxes like up to 10 to 14 days without any problem mm-hmm. wow that's amazing that's yeah. amazing i didn't think they would last that long and i'm really excited but surprised that you can ship uh to the u.s for sure yeah <laughs> yeah that's good oh go ahead joanne no, I was just going to ask, so how has business been? Like, has it grown, you know? Uh, yeah, definitely during the past, you know, year and a half when everyone's at home. Yeah. Uh, I think all plant businesses actually are doing pretty great. And yeah, yeah and, and a lot of pe- more people discovering air plants. And I think that's always the exciting part because, yeah, for me really to share this, you know, whole family of plants is was kind of the reason I started it and yeah and I'm I'm glad that it grew and you know I can I can have have a you know small business with it so 
it's pretty yeah, exciting. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it sounds like they're fairly low maintenance too. So that was like l- low and easy was like everybody's kind of entrance entrance into, mm-hmm. well, not everybody. There were some people that, you know, right away wanted to start growing crazy stuff like, you know, <laughs> pumpkins and asparagus, which were, you know, hard, hard to grow and need a lot of space. <laughs> I versus, right. I know. So we had people who wanted to start there, but you know, I, it sounds like air plants were like an easy entry um, as, and then something added in, inside your home. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our bo- in your bio, you mentioned the word telanzia. So just jumping into kind of talking about them, what what is a telanzia? Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a telanzia is basically the actual name of air plants, and uh, it, it is a genus of plants that consists of, of around uh, six hundred and fifty species. So when I, re- I when I mentioned that I have ninety, yeah, there's a lot more to go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's kind of one of the reasons it's so exciting to, to grow and collect them. And, um, they're evergreen, they're in the family of Bromeliaceae, and they are native to forests, mountains, and like even deserts of northern Mexico, southeast and eastern United States, Caribbean, and even, uh, mid-Argentina, I believe. Yeah, they're non-parasitic. Uh, uh, epiphytes, so kind of like orchids, basically. They hang on to trees and objects in the wild, uh, take nutrients through the, you know, their silvery leaves, which they have like these hair-like structure on the leaves called trichomes. And <clears throat> that's how they kind of, the, the, the trichomes can quickly open up and absorb as soon as they come in contact with water. And uh, that's why, you know, when you soak them or when you water them, they become darker color. And uh, yeah, so because of their nature of clinging onto anything and anywhere they want in the wild, um, you know, like telephone wires, branches, sparks, or even just like rocks. Yeah, so they, I think that's where they got their name from, uh, air plants. Wow. Very cool. So you say they're epiphytic and they're grabbing on things. If we bring them home, um, Mm -hmm. do we need to have them grow onto something or how do we mount them or or display them at home? So there's many ways that you can grow them. They don't need to be mounted, um, but some species they do prefer to be mounted onto it, like a piece of drift driftwood, for example, to grow faster and larger. Yeah, um, but there's so many ways you can grow them. You know, some people just put them in containers, uh, and some people hang them with like. Uh, there's like hanging pots. I have a few in, in the shop as well. And you can you can even just use aluminum wire to kind of like wire the bottom part of the plant and then hang it upside down. I have a few like that. Yeah, you can probably see a few, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wish uh, for our listeners, it's a shame that it is uh, radio because you yeah. should see James behind him. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we'll probably have to do a screenshot later, but uh, definitely mm-hmm. we can see quite a quite a variety. I know, and so I don't, I'm assuming they were air plants, but I know in the past, not recently, um, mm-hmm. I've gotten them that were like magnets for the fridge because I think the yeah. coolest thing that would be to have like a plant on the fridge. So would right. those be air plants? Yeah, um, I I have those um, magnet like wine cork um, air plant, you know, designs as well. Yeah. Um, if you don't see soil on the magnet, then probably they would be air plants. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I've heard that they you can do um, succulents with those too, but just you know, it has to be very little soil, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. Excellent. Well, looks like we've got a few questions for you. And I, I know I saw the first yeah. question, which was a perfect question because this comes up a lot when it comes to house plants. Yep. And um, Henry's asking if they are toxic to animals, especially cats. They are not toxic to cats. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about, um, you know, yeah, your furry animals uh, eating them. Uh, but I, I, I've heard that they usually are left alone pretty well. Like yeah. the pets don't really, you know, get go to get to them. Uh, but yeah, they're non-toxic. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I think there's a lot of fear of, you know, in general, that's a whole other show, which Matt and I keep meaning to have with like a vet or something like that, because I think people are so afraid of that. But you never really, yeah, it's, it's I think most things that are, are not good for animals taste so bad that they never ingest enough, right? To, right. But yeah. it's good to know, so we won't go on that uh, down that road. But we will just say it's good to know that these air plants, because I because they're not in a pot though, because they could be laying around. That I could see, yeah. you know, a dog, you know, oh, what's the difference between a toy and the air plant, right? Yeah, yeah. So if, uh, if you have it just laying on the ground by accident, then <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they could be seen as a toy. But at least they don't look as delicious as some of like succulents, you know, like yes. very plump <laughs> and like a grape. So. <laughs> As I flip around and lose questions, we have another question um, coming from Bill. Uh, Bill asks, do these plants need a lot of water or sunlight? Are they easy to take care of since I lack a green thumb? Thank you. <laughs> okay, so that's a great question. I would say air plants are forgiving plants, but I wouldn't say they're super easy plants. Yeah, um, because... Um, and, you know, I, I, I want to say with honesty, because <laughs> some people would, you know, take it home and just kind of like neglect it completely and they will die if that's the case. And they cannot. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> yeah, that's where cannot... my magnets are. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, they cannot be like in a basement room without any light, for example, either. Right. So they, they like uh, bright and direct light. Um, some sun even would be great. Uh, but they can they can tolerate low light, so you know some light um, level for sensitivity like snake plants, for example, is it good enough for them? Um, okay. And they do they can survive in grow light situations as well. So if you do really want to grow them in basement or window windowless um, rooms, you can try um, with uh, grow lights. But I would do you know full spectrum and strong stronger ones. And uh, what did, did did he ask about water? He did, yes. Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious about that too. So I'm yes. with Bell. <laughs> yeah. So so watering is is uh I wouldn't say it's an art, but it's very different from any other plant, right? Because um you you wouldn't want to. It, there's no soil, so you can't you know water the medium or anything. Uh, some air plants, though, I want to mention some Talensia can be grown in medium, uh, but it's more like chunky and like orchid barks for example yeah okay. but okay. most of the one you would see in on the market or even nurseries yeah it's you don't have to plant it um so watering i like to do once a week soaking and by soaking i really mean like fully submerge the plant into water and that, that you can leave them in there for like two to three hours and oh, wow. yeah and uh yeah if if they if you um soak them more often like even just 10 20 minutes is fine but if you do it once a week i usually do it for 
two to three hours, and then、um, try to keep the humidity high, especially during the winter. I have a humidity、uh, humidifier running in the plant room at all times. Yeah,、mm-hmm. and and give give them some spraying also. Yeah, I like to spray them between the soaking at least once during the week, just to keep them yeah more happy.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so that brings up a couple of questions for me.、Um, just the misting. Um, with a little bit of a garden center background,、um, we've had always talked about like misting daily or like a good misting every other day. Is that still、mm-hmm. is that still okay, or does that? Yes.、Hurt? Yeah. So actually, if you don't really want to do the soaking, you can get by with just misting daily or every other day. Yeah, and that would、okay. be totally a good idea to to care for them if you have you know only a few. Um, yeah, but for me to you know every day spray spray through my one thousand airpods, <laughs> <Yeah> . not the best idea. Yeah, so、um, I tend to like the soaking idea, and it's fun to see them. I, I use my bathtub for it, so、uh, there's some photos on Instagram you can pull up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you must have like a schedule then, like that this side of the room gets done today, and that, and that side of the room gets done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I try to split them up so it's not too <laughs> overwhelming, but yeah. Okay. It's it's fun when they go in the water, <laughs> and so as you mentioned, like just in your bathtub, and that was my second question: Is there any special water that you need, or is just tap water okay? So tap is okay, but I let I let it sit overnight just for some you know yeah chemicals to escape. Um, evaporate, I mean.、Um, but if if your area have harder water,、um, you know. Water that you wouldn't use on your other plants, then I, I wouldn't do it either. Rainwater is definitely best.、Um, so if you're in an area that you can collect rainwater easily with the barrel, then do that.、Um, don't use distilled, I think, because there's no nutrients in it. Yeah. So unlike some begonias and like other plants that you would use distilled, distilled, I wouldn't use it on air plants because they do like some minerals. Yeah.、Oh. So that brings up a follow-up question. Ralph has written in just regarding fertilizer.、Yeah. Uh, Ralph says, "So really, no fertilizer for these plants?" Question mark. There are.、Um, my shop used to carry one,、um, but right now we're looking for like a new, new one because、uh, they they stopped selling it. But it's basically just air plants,、uh, epiphyte-based、uh, fertilizers, and you mix it in the water, and then you can soak or spray with it. Um, I heard I've heard that you can also use orchid or any bromeliad fertilizers and just、oh. dilute it to half the strength. Yeah, because they're very similar plants and they can work.、Okay. Yeah, but just just make sure you don't overdo it. I, I fertilize every once every like two months <laughs> or one month. Yeah,、okay. max. Yeah, so so they don't burn the leaves or anything. Okay. And do you fertilize even like through the winter months? Are you going to slow your fertilizing, or do you keep fertilizing just because you're selling and you're turning over and you have them under grow lights? Probably less during the winter for sure. Yeah,、um, yeah. Probably, like I said, if it's once or ev- once every month or two months, then maybe do just <laughs> once every three, yeah, three months or so. Yeah, they don't really need a lot of. Fertilizing. If you notice that they're growing slower, they are slow growers. Yeah. So if you notice, you know they <laughs> haven't grown much in the past, you know, month at all, then probably you can give them a little bit of help.、Mm-hmm. Okay.
Excellent. Excellent. We have lots of um, questions just kind of pouring in here. Um, (laughs) Patty is written in. Uh, Sorry, Joanne, were you about to jump in? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead for Patty. Oh, I just had heard some distortion. Sorry. But Patty has written in and says, hello. Uh, These plants sound so interesting. Uh, Is Dave's place of business open year round or just online ordering? Thank you. Yep. So right now it is online based. I do my business from home basically. But uh, if you're local, um, like if you live around the GTA, for example, you are more, more than welcome to come pick up your plants from the, the location. I don't open for viewing, um, especially during winter. But yeah, I think during the summer, I just moved. Yeah, so during the summer times, I, I do plan to, you know, have like a something set up at the back backyard every now and then and for people to come see them. But yeah, for now, it's online based mostly, but we do ship nationwide. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ray is asked if they air plants actually purify the air. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, one of the first thing I read about them actually when I first started to grow them is that they, they are considered one of those plants that purify the air quite well. I mean, it's hard for me to, to have any proof of that. Yeah. But they, they, they do, you know, yeah, photos, photosynthesize and do, do their job to clean the air in the room. Very cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Um, Scott's written in a question just following up on watering. Uh, he says, hey, all, how do I water the plants if mounted um, or glued to a wall, etc.? Mm. Um, so gluing plants, that's actually one of the uh, things I did kind of, yeah, wanted to talk about. So that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are there are air plant safe glues that you can get. I, I think there is a brand called Tilly Tacker. Um, yeah, and you can use that to mount them to driftwood and whatever. I don't use glue to glue my plants just because I like to move them around. And, you know, I, I don't really want one to stay <laughs> in one place all the time. Um, but uh, you can also mount them without using glue. You can let them root onto it. Yeah, but I think for that, you have to try to fasten the plant you know, kind of make it stay in place and then it'll slowly grow our roots and wrap around the, the object, just kind of like how they grow in the wild. Yeah. Um, but the question is for watering. <laughs> yes. Um, I would watering, I, I would put like, if you put them on a piece of wood, for example, then yeah, I would just soak and submerge the whole, the whole driftwood with the plant. Um, Gluing it on the wall, I, I have never seen that done. Um, but I'm assuming if, if that's the case, then you'll just have to spray it. Yeah, if it's like on a, if you mean like on a bark that's on the mm-hmm. wall, yeah, then you just spray it like how you would water like a fern or orchid. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. Say. You know, yeah, you can see that like in vases or in, you know, however you want to do it. Yeah, I think it's probably a spray bottle would be easier. Um, mm-hmm. Could you like pin it? Like, I guess if you're pinning it or something like that to fasten it 
to mm-hmm. something for that it then like I'm thinking about my climbing hydrangea that I'm trying to get to grow right and I'm constantly like reattaching the 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 tendrils and stuff yes. so so yeah so but but I but then I think pinning a plant would not be a very good idea either right um their roots are pretty robust and thick so as long as you you know don't break up the roots and even if you break the roots it's not a big deal because again the roots does practically nothing um, for like nutrients and water of the plant right so yeah as long as you can somehow make the roots you know um, stay and kind of help it to make the plant stay on the, the piece of wood that you're using then yeah that would be how how you can let it you know grow into the object mm-hmm. um, yeah if the, if the plant has no roots then you can also wrap around the base of the plant with like a fishing wire or, you know, mm. any kind of wire. Oh, but don't use uh, bronze and brass wires. Yeah, they're toxic to air plants. Oh, okay. Ooh, so that's yeah. good to know too. Yes, but anything else you can, anything else like twine, yeah, even that can work to just kind of wrap around the plants around the object that you want and slowly grow out the roots. Hmm. Okay. Very cool. And then just remove it as you go. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, a few more questions still still popping in uh, yep. for you, David. Uh, so Steve has written in, hello, longtime listener here. Uh, I've heard of these plants. They sound so amazing, uh, like they're not even real. Uh, and then Steve asks, are they colorful? Yep, that's one of the questions I get a lot from customers wanting to have like a colorful arrangement. Um, they're, they do color up when they're going into bloom so they do flower uh, people are usually fascinated by that yeah so um their flower are not as showy as uh orchids though it's usually like a purple tube tubular flower that comes from the center of the plant some of them can have a like a spike yeah and then from the spike it grow out the purple flowers as well so that's the part of the color of the plants and also when they do get like strong light and when they're going into the blooming cycle they can have uh leaf color changes so some a lot of them turn red some some of them turn yellow it's pretty cool yeah and um different species have different colors there's one one called talensia capitata peach so that one turns a peach color uh when it's in bloom yeah yeah and so, and would they bloom? Like, are you guaranteed that they'd bloom? It like I think of like a Christmas cactus. Like, you know, when it's going to bloom every year about the same time, right? Or do they bloom up a couple times a year? They they are not as like on cue as Christmas cactus, I would say. But a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them do bloom during the spring. Yeah, like um, Talensia alnensa is one of the most popular and common air plants. And most of them bloom during the spring, summertime when it's warmer. Yeah, but throughout the winter, I always have a few that just bloom and sometimes I miss them. <laughs> and yeah. it's kind of sad. But like, yeah, it's it's not as, uh, like you said, like Chris- Christmas cactus scheduled. Yeah, um, yeah but they, they're guaranteed to, like, if they if you give them the, all the conditions, you know, and uh, good light, especially, they eventually would bloom and some bloom when they're you know like two three inches some bloom when they're eight to twelve inches yeah yeah so depending on species they can they can grow very small and they can grow really big okay Mm -hmm. yeah 
so we've talked to kind of about uh, jumped around some guest questions or listener questions, guest questions, listener questions about uh, watering and fertilizing and light. So if you were to maybe just like quickly sum it up or or not quickly, if we need a little bit more time, but walk us through just kind of like the care instructions yep. for, for our pets from like start to finish, just to kind of gather yeah. all of our jumbled questions there for a second. Sure thing. Yeah. So overall, you know, just like any other house plants, you need to give, give air plants good light and give them adequate water for them to grow their best. Uh, like I mentioned, they are pretty tolerating. And, you know, if you miss watering for a week, they're not just going to die on you like some plants. Uh, so they're not they're not super dramatic. Yeah, but they can slowly fade out, which is also, you know, could be not so great if you don't notice it. Yeah, so I, I would just kind of keep a schedule of watering them, you know, ha uh, once a week by soaking, or you can spray them every other day to keep them happy that way in terms of water. And for light, uh, like I said earlier, they like bright indirect light. So right out of the windowsill can be great as long as there's no midday direct sun, because uh, that can burn some of the leaves, especially indoor without airflow. And also like some thinner, some some species, their leaves are like hair, you know, thin. Right? Oh, yeah, okay. so those ones you wouldn't want to give them super strong sun. And then, um, yeah, they do, they do like some sunlight, but a few feet away uh, with some covering or, you know, you have a, a tinted window or something that would be best. Yeah, and they, they can grow quite well with grow lights, like I mentioned. Um, if your home is darker and you're trying to grow them in basement or an office yeah it has to be a pretty strong light um for them to do well in the long run yeah um yeah oh oh and this is very important it's drying them so after watering especially at especially if you're soaking them you have to make sure they do dry out in time um you don't want the base and the crown of the plant to be too wet for for like a whole day yeah, so especially people that uh, grow them in containers or like terrariums, if you keep them wet and put them back, that could be pretty, you know, a death sentence. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like no airflow plus a wet airplane is it's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're in a terrarium, did, would they? Because that's a very humid environment mm -hmm. and an easier environment to mist, I would think. So could you avoid then having to worry about soaking? Not that that's a lot hard thing to do, but just wondering. Yes. Um, I've always recommended to, also even in terrarium, um, not to water them inside directly, just because it's so, it depends on what kind of uh, medium you're using, right, for your terrarium. Because if if it's sand, for example, then if you water it inside, the base will definitely stay, stay wet for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that can cause, yeah, root, uh, like rotting problems or fung fungal issues. Yeah, so I like to water all my plants outside of their home um, and then put them back. Unless it's like you said, they were mounted on wood or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You talk about them as if they're like almost your pets in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're my babies. <laughs> yeah, that's great. 
Well, I think it's kind of neat to be almost interactive with plants because I can't think of anything, any other type of plant, right? Like once you pot it up and put it in the window, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're watering it, but that's if you remember and if you're a good plant parent, but, you know, (laughs) but these kind of seem cool because you can do like, you know, yeah, a little bit more interactive, I think. I've heard, I've heard my followers telling me they brought them on uh, road trips (laughs) and just, yeah, just take their plan and, you know, they can be in a basket or whatever and, you know, they can, they can stay with you at the hotel or or, or wherever, like camping trips. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, if you can take your plan on vacation with you, hey. Mm -hmm, Why not? Yeah. I'm going to start worrying when I see plant parents out on the street with strollers. Walking with their plants there. in the stroller. Yeah. That's where I might draw the line. Draw the line, yeah. They just roll their strollers into nurseries. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, de- Definitely. So Tammy, Tammy has asked an interesting question here too. Very good question, Tammy. Um, are any of them actually edible? Um, for humans, some of these plants look like onions or herbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. Um, they are in the same family as pa- pineapple. Actually, in Chinese, their 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 nickname is literally air pineapples. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's an interesting point that he uh, she brought up. But uh, in terms of edible, I, I I mean I've never tried them myself, but like yeah. said, they're not toxic, so. I, I'm sure someone has tried it. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say they look very delicious. Like they're not that juicy per, per se. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Because they're not as like, in, from a distance, they kind of look like succulents, like that kind of, you know, like an aloe plant or, but they're they're not, right? They're a little yeah. firmer. Most of their leaves are, some of them can be pretty hard and tough. And some of them are just kind of, uh, silky yeah and and thinner yeah so there's many different kinds and there's you know ones that look like octopus those ones the 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 tendrils like they're they're harder too yeah so i wouldn't know how they would taste but (laughs) yeah but but i think they they are not toxic so they should be edible (laughs) that's right well tammy do you want to try and let us know how it goes (laughs) no no, i'm just kidding (laughs) but uh yeah that's interesting but interesting that they're chinese pineapple like that's that's the translation so that is cool yeah yeah, that's what they call them um in in mandarin (laughs) yeah that's interesting and boy our listeners are really asking great questions um but why don't we stop matt and and we'll do our little uh, station identification and then we'll get back to these uh so it's been a great topic so thanks, Dave. So hang on there while Matt, uh, take it away. Yes, we'll be right back. Um, just kind of give David a second to breathe and grab a sip of water because uh, he's giving out lots of great info. So I just wanted to say thank you for joining us here uh, live on Reality Radio 101. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host, Joanne Shaw, and you're listening to Down the Garden Path. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path each week bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the guests like David from Dave's Airplant Corner that join us here on the show. If you're just tuning in, uh, yeah, we're learning all about airplants, so definitely stay tuned. 
Don't forget, you can spend more time with us down the garden path. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at, at Down the Garden Path Podcast. And you can find us on your favorite podcast provider. And while you're there, please hit that subscribe button to be notified of new content. And please don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment. We love hearing from you. You can always write us here as well if you're just tuning in and you have some air plant questions. Uh, David is here with us and we can uh, send him some questions at instudio101 at gmail.com. And even when we're off the air, our wonderful producer Gary also sends us that mail. Don't forget you can find Joanne and I offline uh, or off the air online at downtoearth.ca and myself at naturalaffinity.ca. So you said, like you said, we have lots of questions that uh, are constantly coming in here. Um, why don't we just keep jumping forward? Mm -hmm. uh, That's right. It looks like Darlene has written in, hello to you. Uh, are these plants bug resistant? I hate bugs in my house uh, from houseplants. Yeah, I hate them too, trust me. <laughs> like, I, I've always been growing succulents and air plants more, but recently, you know, since I moved, I really got into all these cool foliage houseplants as well, and I love them, but they do bring bugs in, and I had to learn how to deal with thrips and um, spider mites recently. Um, I, I wouldn't say air plants are bug-free, but they're definitely much less... Um, like much more tolerant of pests. I, I don't see them having it much. And a big part of that is probably because of there's no soil around them. Yeah. 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 I would think so too. Yeah. So there's no, no soil coming in, like when you get them, you know, and then sometimes usually overwatering can kind of cause the, you know, of keeping soil or, you know, wet causes, mm -hmm. causes them too. So yeah, I could see that if you just have air plants in the house that, uh, yeah, there would be less bugs. Yes. Yeah, they're definitely not very attractive to, to bugs. But I have um, gotten questions from uh, followers or customers about mealybugs. Um, they, because they, they do like, you know, dryness. So if you don't water your air plants as much and you have mealybugs elsewhere, they can oh. get on to your air plants. Um, I, I would treat them very similarly to how you would treat other plants with mealybugs, you know, the um, alcohol and water mixture, but I would do less alcohol and maybe add a little bit of uh, soap, uh, Castile soap, and use that to, to treat it. Um, rinse it off after 10 minutes or so after you spray it, and just repeat until you don't see them anymore. You can use Q-tips if you see ones and just squash them, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wondered about that because I struggled with, um, I ended up throwing away a bunch of really lovely orchids because I could not get on top of the mealybugs. Yep. They just were winning the battle. Yep. Um, and so now I bought two more. So I have two new baby ones. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm so worried about the mealybugs still coming back. But when you said that they're related, I wondered if that could right. be an issue. Yeah. Millibugs definitely love orchids. I, I recently had to help my mom with like three of her orchids all got them. And, you know, it was yeah. almost impossible to annihilate them in, in short amount of time. So it, it sometimes gets to the point you just want to, you know, throw them out and get new ones, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would say they are a little bit more attractive than air plants because they have juicier leaves and stem and flowers. Yeah. 
Um, so I would, yeah, airplanes really are not as, you know, uh, problematic in terms of pests. Good. Yeah, mm -hmm. excellent. And George has asked, uh, again, great questions, everybody. Um, yes. If we order plants from David, are there any warranties with the plants? Warranties? Um, I mean, if you have them, you know, within, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like 30 days or something, right? And there's a problem, I can always help you to identify any problems and, and help you replace the plants if, you know, the plants seem to be unhealthy before they get to your home but um yeah i i'm always open to help you yeah figure out how what's the best for your airplanes and um yeah i would say like 30 days is kind of the, yeah. the warranty Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And we, I think any small uh, business person or small business owner wants to make sure their customers are happy, right? So you're going to work with them and, and stuff like that. But I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, kind of along the lines of purchasing some plants, Tommy has asked these species of plants that sound very expensive. Are they? Are they available all? I uh, I think he meant year, but he said you. Are they available all year long to purchase? Yep. Uh, I have them like all year round. I ship them all year round. During the winter is a little bit harder, but I do have heating packs that go with the box. So um, haven't really have trouble with that. Um, they are, I would say they're pretty modest priced air plant, I mean plants. Um, for example, like some of the most popular ones would be, you know, five to seven, eight dollars, you know, for like a smaller one. Yeah. And if you're looking for specimen size, larger growing species like the Zerographica, they call it the queen of air plants. They can grow to like 12 inches um, across and like a huge flower. Yeah. I have that um, on Instagram yeah, <laughs> I was just going to ask, I just saw it on Instagram the other day, you were holding up a Xerographica, the spike looked at least eight inches long, Yeah, but like the Xerographica looked, and maybe it was just the angle you took the photo, but <laughs> honestly, it looked as wide as your shoulders, the thing looked huge, <laughs> yeah. it was just yeah. so, it was so impressive. That one is definitely about 10 to 12 inches, I, I had it hanging, you know, just outside the whole summer, and she loved it, and started to bloom right after she came inside yeah so those those ones would go around um 50 bucks is the largest one we have yeah but we also have smaller sizes like 30 and 15 okay. bucks mm -hmm. yeah so typical so not really astronomical yeah, yeah. No, they're not like thai constellation <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all you're wondering yeah. yeah well which is your favorite like what's your favorite one my favorite air plants uh yeah, I get asked this every time, and I feel like I have like one thousand different answers. Um, <laughs> definitely, like I think the first time I really fell in love with them was Zoographica when I saw you know how big they can be, and you know the color. Right, you don't see silver air, uh, plants out there very much. And um, I also do love uh, Talensia tectorum. It's a type of air plants that's uh, nicknamed like snowball. So their their trichomes, the little hairs are so fluffy that the whole plant just looks like a fluff ball. Yeah, so those are pretty cool too. Yeah. 
I'm going to be ordering one of those from you very shortly. <laughs> I mean, me too. And, and I looked at the website. So David, like, it's a great website and you have videos too. So for our listeners who have questions, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have a lot of you, your YouTube channels connected to the website. So I think that's a great way, great yeah. resource also. Thank you. Yes. I, I try to make some, you know, YouTube videos to talk about airplane cares and, you know, introduce new species and stuff like that. So yeah, I think this some really it's a really cool like collectible uh, group of plants, and you you find so many different types, and you just want to catch them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Like when you look, there's no two are alike, so I think that's really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I know philodendrons can have like different different colored leaves on different varieties of philodendrons, but it still looks like a philodendron, right? Where these- <laughs> like oh my goodness and even orchids like we have, have two different kinds of orchids but mm-hmm. these ones you know are so interesting so yes. I, I think that is um you know really cool thing and architectural so i think they almost you know they're they're not just a plant in your space but they could really be a a feature you know like a d- decor feature much like su- succulents i think succulents had their you know a revival mm-hmm. from that standpoint right Mm-hmm. But um, this is even more so as like your, I have your website scrolling now and I'm like, oh my goodness. So, uh, so that is great. <laughs> yeah. They're quite the conversation starter uh, when just, when you, when you just see a plant hanging at the window or like on the wall, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you also on your website, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I saw some, you have some um display pieces or like small arrangements as well for for sale as well yes yeah so um i offer like some containers or uh displays that goes with them hanging pots and you know those uh himali and uh and we don't have macrame yet but yeah, there's many different ways to display them so i try to have like a variety of them for customers that want to you know get the whole whole design uh, as a gift or something yeah we I, I work with some Canadian um, uh, uh, artisan and we have some yarn you know sweater for airplanes we have concrete pots and we have uh, some 3d printed um, Pokemon series yes I was yeah. gonna say my Bulbasaur oh. is the favorite one it is oh that's so good cool. my son yeah. has a oh that's a good idea because he has a 3d printer and I'm like trying to think yeah. of stuff he could do with it but that would be cool yes for sure excellent I love that a sweater oh my goodness so <laughs> well you know but and and we were saying before the show I mean this is a great gift idea everyone for someone who you know, is interested in plants and, you know, wants to try something different or, or even someone who's more interested into interior design or that kind of thing. I think this would be a really cool gift because, you know, sometimes you can't buy someone who's into that something, right? Because it would be the wrong thing, but a plant that's kind of cool and funky um, would be the great thing. So, yeah. So that's why it was so perfect timing that you were able to join us um, before the holidays. So, uh, so yeah. So we hope that, uh, our, uh, and we will definitely have your show notes and uh, in our show notes, all your contact information so that everybody can, can uh, get, can get on there and order their Thank plans. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> Monica has written in a question about air plant life cycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, hello, uh, how long do these plants last if they're very well taken care of? Months, years? Uh, P.S. What is the oldest air plant that David knows about? Okay. 
That's a great question. And yeah, a lot of people do wonder, yeah, how long can I keep these plants for? Um, they are, in a way, they would never really fade, fade out if you take good care of them because what happens is they bloom. And then after they bloom, the mother plant does not grow anymore, but it starts to grow pups from the side or sometimes you know near the center of the plant too. And yeah, so the baby would just kind of be growing up um, while the mom provides the nutrients to it. And then when the baby is, you know, big enough and adult size, then it will start to bloom again. Yeah, so it just kind of continues like that. And I'm sure you, if you uh, Google air plants, you can see some uh, clumps of air plants that basically is that cycle just keeps continuing. And the whole plant is like a ball shape of like, you know, 20 to 100 plants in the same, sh- in, in the same plant. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've seen those like ball clumps before, and yep. I always thought that was someone taking that species, together. Yeah, and putting them together on the end of a wire, like just a way oh. of like displaying them, like an ornament or something. Yeah, no, it's actually just you know one one plant, and then from the side it grows another, and then it grows another, and then fills the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Kind of like, like a spider plant, but a little bit more, you know. Yeah, yeah, like condensed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good. Brad has said, uh, "Great guest tonight. Such a very interesting topic. I am loving them now and have a new interest in these plants." Thanks, all in caps. Uh, Christmas <laughs> gifts here they come. Uh, so, Brad, uh, just in case you missed it, there, Dave's Airplant Corner dot com. Uh, <laughs> ships through canada and the states for all your christmas gift needs yes we're we're having a restock like uh, later this week and uh some black friday sales coming up too so oh yes excellent (laughs) okay um so we have someone writing in from florida repeat uh listener has written in and they're asking if um these plants can grow outside in florida Mm -hmm. or are they only an indoor plant Oh, they can definitely grow outside. Yeah, I <clears throat> I know a lot of, excuse me, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know a lot of <laughs> Asian growers and even, uh, yeah, for Florida, for example, is a great place for them to be outside. Um, just make sure, again, like they, they don't like the midday super strong direct sun. Yeah, so if you do have a space uh, for them that's a little bit more shaded, they probably would appreciate it. Morning sun is best. And uh, just make sure the airflow is good. They love humidity. So again, outside is definitely a great place for them to be. Like for me, even in Canada during the summer, I I do try to bring some out for them to enjoy some fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to ask that. I'm like, what about us? Can we bring them? Because that would be cool on a wall, like to kind of display them and then. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a great way to decorate like a porch or um, a deck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i uh there's also i'm not sure if um everyone's um very familiar with it but spanish moss those you know like hair like plants they are also air plants it's talensia usnoitis yeah so they're actually considered air plants and you can hang them any, anywhere and they're great outside mm-hmm. i always think of that one when you see 
those big trees and when they are depicting like the southern United States, yep. you see the big willows and the big swaths of that silvery stuff hanging from them. I'm like, look, it's Spanish moss all over. I there. know. Yeah. I, I, wish they, I wish they'd grow like that here. I would oh. love to see that. <laughs> Uh, speaking of growing in places, um, Carl has written in, can you use these plants in an aquarium with fish in fresh water? So will they stay underwater, I think is where Carl oh, going. Um, no, they cannot be in the aquarium with fish. Um, oh, however, they can. you can water them with aquarium water. So I've heard a lot of people that do use aquarium water to, to water it. Like you can soak it. Yeah, yeah, but it's probably not the best idea to actually have them in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to do that. Sorry, you just said they were going to. Oh, I just said they, they would drown if, if you keep it in there for forever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, are air, there are air plants, not water plants, right? <laughs> yes. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I used to do too. I would just dip mm -hmm. them in and, and water them for like a spritz or I'd let them sit for 10 minutes and soak up all that, that water. Great. Yeah. Um, just, I think we have one uh, question. We definitely want to get to you at the end here. Um, but I just wanted to throw in Eric has just quickly written in saying, enjoying this show tonight from San Antonio, Texas. Very interesting. Thank you very much for the information. Uh, earlier, you talked about um, seeing guests or having people over to your backyard, setting up displays, and mainly right now you're online. Um, but tell us about uh, Botanical Toronto this mm -hmm. Saturday, November 27th. Yes, yeah, I'm very excited about this. Um, it would be my, you know, even though I've been doing, doing this for five, six years, but this would be my first like event really. Um, so Bot Botanical Toronto is an event all about uh, plant-loving people with plant-based products and, you know, uh, conversations because um, there will be a plant swap and a panel where they interview a bunch of mm, Toronto-based, um, you know, plant influencers or shops, and uh, which I, I'm honored to be a part of. So that's pretty exciting. And also they have the opportunity to do plant shopping. I think they have uh, 30, more than 30 vendors there that day. And uh, with all the coolest plants, including air plants from me, of course. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's this Saturday at uh, Park Dell Hall um, at 12 o'clock to 7 p.m., I think. And it's a free, free event to attend. Okay, and so it's open to the public. It isn't just like... A plant with with in within the plant community where we're able to go oh yeah yeah everyone's welcome to go i think you can book tickets online um and it's free tickets but i think the tickets is just for them to have an idea how many people are going yeah right right excellent mm -hmm. well that is great so that's called botanical toronto um and is that at the botanic uh, the botanical gardens or toronto botanical gardens no, it's at no, okay. the, the Parkdale Hall. Uh, I think it's 1605 Queen Street West. Okay, yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. Excellent, because, you know, awesome. we don't want to confuse the people and send them there, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll definitely have that information up on the, on the webs or on the show notes, too. But uh, yes. for people that are listening uh, this week, we'll let everybody know. And I'm sure you're going to share about that on Instagram, too. Yes, I will. <laughs> 
Excellent, excellent. So definitely uh, follow Dave on uh, Instagram and uh, the website. So uh, so that is wonderful. Um, so I'm excited to learn more about these. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are super awesome. And I can't uh, like highly recommend people to go enough to definitely check out davesairplantcorner.com. Uh, your social media, your Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube are there. Um, I follow them on Facebook, and you just post so many wonderful pictures, um, like daily on all your foliage plants, you guys. You definitely mm -hmm. have to check out David's setup. It's absolutely inspiring and <laughs> stunning. Um, yeah, and definitely if you're in the, the GTA, definitely go and say hi uh, to David at the uh, Botanical Toronto this Saturday. Um, for sure. We've only got uh, literally a couple minutes left, maybe even less. Um, David, was there quickly anything you wanted to say or before we do our little signing off for the evening? Yeah, I think um, these are some great, great questions coming from the listeners today. And I, I really enjoyed uh, answering all the questions and talk all about air plants. I mean, you know, uh, my friends, they, they love that. I, I love plants, but it's hard to, you know, have a more than five minutes conversation. So, <laughs> um, so this was very fun. And uh, I'm so happy to be here with uh, Joy and Matthew. I listen to your podcasts and um, especially those uh, hydrangea episodes. I, I, I love them because I tried to grow them this year and it was a little bit tricky. So I'm glad I learned from that. But um, yeah, everybody should definitely check out air plants. Um, they're really cool plants to grow and even better to to collect and have, you know, different species of. And yeah, you will love yeah. them. <laughs> Excellent. And, can't, and we can't say, um, can't forget giving them as a gift, right? Because I think that's cool too, that you yeah. can put them in a box and yeah. mail them to somebody. You know, not a lot of plants can you do that with. And, exactly. Yeah, right? They don't need soil, so you can just put them in a little paper bag and you know box it up and give it to them yeah 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 i think that would shock everybody who opens it right would be so surprised because i've given like a, over the years a lot of plants as gifts but you know it's very obvious that that's what i'm giving them right and uh, and, and matt and i both working in uh, retail garden center stores where you're like lecturing people about you know don't Put, put the poinsettia in the car and don't, you know, don't leave the plants in, in the winter and that type of thing. So air plants seem a little tougher and, and a little bit better for gift giving. So mm -hmm. that's exciting. And I just love how they are, can be a real feature for different rooms in the house. So yes. that's great. Sure. <laughs> Super versatile. Definitely everybody check out uh, Dave, I mean, now I'm going to say it wrong because I scrolled down, but Dave's Air Plant Corner. Uh, com. Thank you so much, David, for joining us here on the show. Fantastic topic. Uh, lots of listeners' questions. I think everybody loved it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this evening. Uh, and don't forget to tune in next week, November 29th. We're going to have Sarah Battersby and the Toronto and Golden Horseshoe Gardeners Journal. Thank you again, David. Thank you again to all of our wonderful listeners for tuning in here down the garden path here on Reality Radio 101. We'll see you next week. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path with your hosts, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing right here 
on Reality Radio 101.